All right, everybody. Hello, children. Hello, adults. Hello, anybody who wants to listen to this message. I have an important message for everybody. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk about it. It's, it's kind of another public service announcement. I keep doing a lot of these uh, PSAs. But look, what I really want to talk about with everybody is something very, very simple. And I think it needs to be discussed with everybody. Look. I know there's a lot of temptations in this world. I know there's the temptation to do anal sex. I know there's the temptation to do anal beads. Maybe even butt plugs. And why am I so obsessed with the ass? You'll never know. That's only for my therapist to find out. Um, but look, I think um, in the world of finance, what we all need to really talk about is, is, is something very, very simple. And the truth is, all we need to really talk about is... Um, Day trading. I don't want to say it too loud. But day trading is <laughs> it's a bad, bad call. And the reason I don't I'm not a big fan of day trading is because it does rely on the markets going up quite a bit. I mean, so it, re- it relies on it, it relies on a momentum swing, right? That, that's my problem with day trading. I prefer I much prefer if I'm gonna be a trader, I'm gonna be a swing trader. And there's a little bit of a difference, quite a bit of difference actually, between swing trader and a day trader. Day traders do rely on the potential momentum of a stock before they sell it. So they buy it usually sometimes at the beginning of the day and they just kind of, they kind of look at where, you know, they buy a lot of the stock, right? And then they look at where it's going and usually it goes, pew, can it go up or it can go down. Day trading, I think is really dumb. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. If you're going to day trade, at least try to day trade something that's at least worth holding, you know, day trading penny stocks, Look, unless you know that you've already pumped it up by sending out like a newsletter to like a hundred thousand people saying buy this stock, then yeah, maybe you should um invest. I don't know. The only time you should day trade is if you're a pump and dumper and you actually know the stock's going up because you guys like you have like a hundred thousand cult followers or a million cult followers who will who will basically do what you tell them to do. Uh I'm thinking of like meet Kevin. I like Graham Stephan, but Graham Stephan, if he wanted to, actually Jeremy from Financial Education is another YouTuber who's a great pump and dump artist. The point is, day trading is only a good thing. <laughs> it's only a good thing to day trade if you have a leg up. If you know that you have a bunch of idiot minions who are gonna pump up a stock for you, and that way it'll increase your position up through the day, and then you could just sell it off whenever the fuck you feel like it. But day trading as a whole is a bad idea. Um, look, I'm not like, I'm long-term, but I'm not too old school with how long-term I am. I'm all about how much of a profit am I going to make? And, and honestly, time doesn't matter for me. Um, I typically buy great companies on the dip and I continue to buy on the dip if it's a really good company. It just depends on the level of, you know, how, um, how profitable are they? How marketable are they? Are they in a lot of debt? How bad is their cash burn? Do they use their cash, existing cash, to better their business and make it grow? Do they buy more assets? Do they hire more employees? What is the what is the benefit of owning a great company? I mean, I mean, sorry, what is the benefit of owning this company? And that's how you can determine. Those questions are a great way to determine uh, if a company is a good one. It has to be profitable. The thing is, man, I don't like taking risks on startups. I'm just not that kind of boy. A lot of startups fail. And unless you know for a fact it's an innovative startup and it's, and I like to use kind of the uh, blue ocean strategy mindset and I'll explain what blue ocean strategy means in just a moment, but I like to use the blue ocean strategy mindset 
to determine if a particular company is in a um is basically in a good good position and has no competition surrounding it where this company could become a monopoly if things are done right um and i'll kind of explain blue ocean strategy is basically like i just said lack of competition and you're basically one of the very few or maybe the one and only in your field um you know what I mean? Like there, you want to make it to where whatever you're getting into has a very limited amount of competition. Everybody says, Hey, you know, you should, it's good to be in competitive spaces. Not really, not really. If you want to, if you want to profit and survive, if you want your business to thrive, um, what you need to do is you need to be, uh, in, in something in a category or an industry, or you kind of have to get into a product that just, you have to be innovative. It does require some form of innovation, but you want to go into an area where, um, and not a location, by the way, what I mean, you want to go into a field, uh, a product or a service that just has virtually no competition. And that's my philosophy for investing. If a great company with a new idea has no earnings, but could have potential earnings in the future is low enough, I may take a swing and throw down maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars, and we'll just let it ride. We'll see what happens. Now, I don't always recommend doing this. In fact, it's a very dangerous way to play. I rarely, and I mean rarely, do this. But I don't have a lot of speculation plays. I only go with the companies I I believe, based on everything I've seen, are existingly profitable, are currently growing. They have to be profitable, and they have to be growing. I don't mind if they have a big market cap as long as their price over earnings ratio is not too extreme, as long as their earnings at least get close enough to matching their, um, their current price per share. That's important. Uh, typically, when it comes to the P.E. ratios, I'm anywhere between, honestly, if you have a P.E. ratio of 0 to 30, I'm totally fine with it. If I know it's a good company and it's just being undervalued, totally going to buy some stock in it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that it's good to play for the long term is what I'm really trying to say. I swing trade. I really mean this when I say I swing trade, but I swing trade the best companies. Now, look, if you decide to day trade, if you decide to day trade, I at least implore you to day trade really good companies. Now, look, you're not going to get fat ass gains. You're not going to get the fattest gains in the world. I will guarantee you that. However there is still the possibility of gains um, over time. At least the thing, the beauty is, if you end the day at a loss, you still can hold on to the great companies until they become, until, you know, you get a total return of at least, I don't know, four or three, three, four or five percent, whatever tickles your fancy. What, as long as you end up in positive returns when you sell, um, you're totally fine. <clears throat> but the way I look at it is, I mean, it's definitely become a gambling. The stock market's definitely a big gambler's unit. You know what I mean? Everybody's gambling. Um, I think a lot of the trades these days are being executed through, like, artificial intelligence. I think there's a lot of artificial intelligence training. Trading, which is really impressive. Uh, it's fun to compete against the machines, but honestly, you don't even have to... The funny thing is you don't have to predict the markets to keep up with the, the machines, straight up. I know the machines can day trade a lot faster, um, and the artificial intelligence algorithms, the little algorithms are coming up with on these, these freaking computers being able to trade at such rapid rates. It's pretty impressive. I'll give them props. But 
the way I look at it, it's extremely simple. We, you know, we we're really. How do I explain this? Um. Always just keep cash on hand. You know, that's the thing. Don't don't invest everything all at once. Buy on the dip, and you can beat them. You could beat the AI any day. People always think because artificial intelligence is day trading doesn't it means that they can't win. You can still come out with a profit. You just have to be a little more delayed with your gratification. You have to know that what you're getting into is a great company. Buy on the dip, buy on the dip, buy on the dip, and then eventually it will rise again. And then, of course, you're getting a great company at a great discount. Um, but honestly, if you really want to minimize your risk, seriously, if you want to absolutely, without, with 100% certainty, certainty, minimize all your risk, just, just get into an S&P 500 index fund, for Christ's sakes. And have a decent amount of money in your uh, brokerage account just sitting on standby just in case a market crash does happen. Um, but also continue to throw money into S&P 500 index funds, you know. Just play smart. I know that the market's looking like great. Every, you know, the funny thing is people always think it's a good day when, it's, when, every, when everything's in the green, right? Everybody thinks it's a great day. I think it's scary. I get scared when the market goes up. Only because I know it's already overvalued. <laughs> I know the more it goes up, the more overvalued it is. It also scares me because I know there's so much money printing that because Joe Biden and his cronies at the Fed decided to say, hey, let's keep on printing more money, um, that's when it's, get, it's just getting worse. It's just getting worse. It makes it to where, well, first off, cash is already worthless, but it makes cash even more worthless. Seriously. Worthless, I should say. <laughs> But because cash is now more worthless, it's a little scarier to think because that's why I tell people saving is such a bad idea. Stop saving money. Ah, uh, just invest it. In hell, you're better off just investing in stocks. And everybody says, but what if the stock market crashes? Uh. Well, honestly, here's the thing. In the long term, you're going to get way more of a return by sitting your money into some good fucking companies than actually letting your fucking cash sit in your savings account. That is just pure fucking facts. And another thing is, I wouldn't say stocks are naturally inflation-proof, but they still grow even under inflationary pressure. Now, I know the average return for the S&P 500 index is about 10%, give or take, or 9-point-something percent. Anyway, it's close enough to 10 that that'll work. But here's the thing. If you calculate inflationary forces... The real true growth of the S&P 500 is more like 6.6 to 6.5% of what you, uh, of your cash value. So the problem is nobody ever calculates inflation in the growth patterns. Now, look, if you kind of want to, if you want the realest of the real, um, I still think stocks are your best hedge against inflation overall and your best growth asset, but it can also be your most dangerous because it is very volatile. But look, the great thing about stocks is you can actually buy great companies during shitty times and, and get paid a dividend if you get a dividend paying one. So it's like it's a win-win situation if you can delay your fucking gratification and say goodbye to some of the money that you put in your brokerage account for just a little bit. Because eventually the value of the assets will go up. It's just that simple. Um, what else is I going to say? Um... I felt like I was going to say something else, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Give me one second. Um, yeah, over time, though, I think that we're looking at uh, 
I don't know. It's it's tough to say. I personally believe uh, we're really truly going on the right track here um, with the markets. I think the markets are on the right track. Uh, just because money printing is so rampant, it doesn't really matter. Inflation is just going to throw, it's going to make the earnings look great because first off, all these companies have to make all their products more expensive to counteract inflation because the demand is so high. You have to increase price considering the supply is so shitty right now. It's a, it's a fucking mess, but the earnings reports are going to look great. The earnings reports for a lot of these companies are going to look great because of how much money is being printed and, and people aren't going to realize that the only reason the earnings are better than they've ever been is because of, what's the word? Inflation. So keep in mind, inflation's the only reason this is all looking so fucking tasty. But um, what else was I going to say? <laughs> there was something else I wanted to uh, point out, but uh, I don't know. Just what I'm trying to the end of the day what i'm really trying to tell everybody is stop day trading it's really stupid um even if you have a lot of money i think day trading is really is the worst thing you could do i think swing trading is more responsible it doesn't swing trading is great because there's really technically no time limit on how long you have to wait right because in day trading you have to trade by the end of the day that's the philosophy behind it uh you had to buy at some point during the day and you have to sell at some point during the day Swing trading is I buy at some point during whatever day I choose to, and I sell uh, at whatever day I choose to to sell, and for a profit. That's the that's the whole point of swing trading. And and if I were to choose pick and choose, I would obviously I'm obviously always going to choose swing trading. I in every brokerage account I own and have, uh, none of them. I none of them are for day trading. Not a single one of them. At worst, at the worst case scenario, they're all swing trading accounts at the end of the day. If I choose to, I mean, I'm a long-term holder of a lot of different stocks. I try to be at least, and um, I love taking home a dividend. That's the goal. Let them grow over time. The the value of the company itself along with the dividend. The dividends grow too if you get the right companies. Um, and the point is, you're, you're, if you play for the long term, if you play stocks for the long term, you're usually going to be okay. Um, you know, there's always going to be time periods where the markets may crash. You got to keep this concept in mind too. It's not always a pretty picture and not every situation's ideal and beautiful. I wish it was, but, um, yeah, you just got to play, you got to play things as smart as you can. Um, get into the right companies, honestly, just get into good, great companies. If if you're, if you're getting into really shitty companies, man, that's a, like penny stocks and you're just hoping and praying it's going to go up because some idiot on a text message thread told you, then, you know, best of luck to you, man. Best of luck. But no, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to watch this video. Just remember, kids, no day trading. It's a bad idea. Really bad call. Always swing trade if you can. And also, look, in defense of Warren Buffett's philosophy, just fucking buy and hold, man. Buy good companies that pay it, great companies that pay a dividend, and just hold on to that shit for life and accumulate more of those great companies over time with the money that you get from your job, the money you get from sucking D on the corner, whatever it is you do. I don't know what it is you do, but <laughs> um, doing chatterbait, I don't give a shit. But look. 
be smart about the way that you invest. Invest as much as you frequently can, and you'll you'll be on the right track, my friends. But anyway, um, you know, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, it's Coors Light. Stay sexy, my friends. Anyway, later, guys.